Hello, everyone. <laughs> and welcome. My fiance is laughing at me already. I am. Uh, because you, right before we started, Kelsey Ann like took this big inhale and had these like big, wide, expectant <laughs> eyes, and she like stared at me for three seconds. <laughs> so I almost, I almost went, but then she, <laughs> she let in. Well, I was she got the hello. I was cueing you in that I was going. I, I thought you were cueing me. I'm not going to gonna say talking. I'm going to go now and then say no. I give it to you with my face, my eyes. I give it to you with my in breath. My uh, no, you're right. We're going. You're right. You're right. Okay, and now I know the sign. All right. So I was, now that you I'm, know the sign, I was just busy stewing because Kelsey M was complaining about the coffee that I made this morning. I know. I don't. I don't like this coffee. It's I'm sorry. It's good. It's good coffee. It, where's it from? It's from a fucking, I don't know, some expensive grocery store. I fucking bought it special. I thought you we, like we have it. champagne taste. It's nothing to be ashamed of. That's true. You should you should like good stuff. You shouldn't, I mean, you shouldn't just be okay with bad, bad stuff. Oh my stuff. God, our neighbors Ooh, are like cackling. Cackling, yeah. No, I agree, I agree. You're doing you weird rituals okay over there stuff. or something. That being said, I do like, I, I think there's a special place for like, shitty burnt diner coffee that's oh, yeah, just that's on good the burner stuff. in that yeah. glass like kettle yeah and i think the same could be said for burnt office coffee every once in a while yeah well whenever i'm on set you know what i mean there's or you know this yeah there's always for our listeners when you're on set when you're an actor there's a table full of snacks and stuff called craft services you go there and like it's just there when you're on set there's just always a table with shit on top of it for you to eat little granola bars and stuff like that but there's always a box with a handle of dunkin donuts coffee it doesn't matter doesn't what matter set you're what, on what state you're in it's ubiquitous how, how, how big the production value is yeah, of the exactly. thing you're shooting it's there's a big, big box, box of, of dunkin, dunkin donuts coffee and it's burnt and it's, it's burnt. shitty yep and it's and thin i drink 20 cups of it yeah you do <laughs> i think there are two um two types of people that i see around craft services mostly yeah. um you can tell which actors are poor that's me just guzzling included. coffee eating free <laughs> snacks eating <all> everything <laughs> free drinking everything free that i possibly can in fact even putting things in my bag when i have the chance stealing yeah <laughs> and then there's another type of person that's like, like even if you weren't poor, mm-hmm. like let's say you're, you're, you don't need to be taking free snacks for your budget. You think they're embarrassed? No, no, no I'm just saying snacks? like guys like you, like energetic workout guys, like mm-hmm. they, they also poor or not mm-hmm. are housing craft services. Oh yeah, yeah. And then there's a tricky third one. Okay, now explain this mysterious third type of bitch. Well, the third type of bitch is an actress. Um, she, it doesn't matter if she's petite and and beautiful. Um, she's not. She's not the camera op. She's not the production designer. She's specifically an actress. Okay. Um, who denies herself food? We could put it that way. Uh huh. And so when she's confronted with a situation. Where there is a huge rectangular like a table, pile a free pile food. of food sprawling, you know, toppling over itself, spilleth thing over. Um, she hovers around it a lot. Uh-huh. And there, there are times when she won't have any, but there are times when she'll have a lot, but she needs to be near it. That's what I've witnessed. 
you're describing someone with an eating disorder. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> it unfortunately happens to be a lot of people in an art yeah. industry. But what I'm saying about it's not, it's not anyone but an actress is that th- those people are generally doing something. Yeah. So right. they can't spend all day hovering around oh, a table yeah. of food that they may or may not have any of. When you're an actor, you are only you're only used after like the rest of the crew has spent like several hours setting up the set. So you have a ton of time where you're just sitting on your ass doing nothing. Or yeah. if you're a big bug-eyed anorexic doll like mm-hmm. you're describing mm-hmm. you hover around the craft services table and go like mm, maybe i haven't had a nature valley in a long time I exactly used to love yeah, I used to what, love what if i had this very small package of fruit snacks i don't know <laughs> i, I don't know do i don't that. think so never something like that i know uh that sucks poor just girls just eat some guys i just brushed my teeth yeah. is that an anorexic excuse yeah nice yeah being vegan is also did you great... used to use that one yeah yeah. I used both of those. Anorexic tips and tricks. Food allergies. Food allergies, but that of course. One, that's tricky because sometimes the anorexia or the bulimia gives you the food allergies. Well, that's what you did. Exactly. Or predisposes you to them. Yeah, you just were hungry so f- for so fucking long that your stomach stopped recognizing food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, wasn't it like when you, like, if it got really, really bad and then you finally got, got out of it mm-hmm. and started eating again. You had a breakthrough, but mm-hmm. then your body w- couldn't digest anything. You were allergic to basically everything. Mm-hmm. So, what was the diet they had to put you on? It was the it's the um, it's the food allergy diet. Honestly, yeah. it's so th- you like take all these tests and get pricked with needles and shit, and yeah. then um, basically it got so bad to a certain point that you have to oh it's called the elimination diet which ah, is a go. bad name for someone who's recovering from an eating <laughs> That's disorder true. every um, little thing you got to yeah. consider every detail i my therapist once told me an eating disorder people always think eating disorder but it's actually an eating and elimination disorder right it's and a I restriction found that really disorder fascinating. right it's like an addiction to like rules and regulations yeah but elimination too yeah so so that's the bulimia or laxatives like pooping and like just eliminating toxins like eliminating it's about like being like clean on the inside which is so weird oh no people also think that a rise in eating disorders i mean it's gotten better actually i think but like specifically in like the 80s and 90s and like you know early 2000s yeah was because um people were starting to become less religious Oh, and so the wow. anorexia fixation was a replacement for what would have been kind of a religious purity fixation. A God-shaped hole. It was a God-shaped hole. God damn yeah. it. Dude, that sucks. Oh, that's what, what a shitty replacement. That, oh, oh. Basically, the foods that like no one is allergic to mm-hmm. are rice and bananas and chicken a lot of the time. Wow, so, so you're that, slamming that's what you banana s- chicken with rice. Yeah. Fuck. And then you... So you so you eliminate everything else. You only eat those three foods, mm-hmm. basically. And then you add. So like add broccoli. Oh, yeah. well, now I'm sick. So what the fuck? Okay, so, so I'm allergic to you know? broccoli. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah right. So it's like when they do the needle test to figure out what you're allergic to. Mm-hmm. They just prick you with everything. They make you, they feed you everything to see what like causes you to fucking not shit for 10 or days. Or like rub residue on you or whatever. But that's yeah. like... It's different because that's like a more acute like asphyxia. Like yeah, you know, right. That's, if they rub you with peanut dust and you're allergic to peanuts. Whereas yours like, was like a GI tract sort yeah, of issue. It's like harder to find out. I remember out. the first 
three, four years we were together, you couldn't digest gluten at all. And that was right at the point where everyone was like, I know, I hate all the dumb that. skinny girls at the, you know, at in our circles mm-hmm. were like, I'm actually allergic to gluten and know, because there's like a fad diet. Well, actually, my gluten and so people would you'd tell people that you were allergic to gluten and people would roll their eyes like, okay, yeah, fucking right. I know, right. I hated that it fell in that time. The only thing, but I witnessed you would eat bread and then you wouldn't shit for like ten days. I, I saw it happen. Yeah, it, got, it was it legit. Was really bad. Dire. But I actually Dangerous. had to be gluten free like maybe yeah, sorry, two years before. It became a thing. Right. And I don't know which one was harder. Being gluten-free before when nobody anything knew what that was, was gluten-free. And right. like the only option was this thing <laughs> that you got at like this really stinky health food store that yeah. tasted like cardboard. Like someone like mashed a bunch of ses- yeah, yeah. sesames onto a gluten-free cardboard. Gluten-free snacks. They're not good. Oh, so bad. Um, but then they got better because yeah. like people, companies found out it was lucrative and they could market it to women. Mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. a lot of research went into it and then they started making like some products that were like, you know, they more did. tolerable than There were that. these like chocolate covered pretzels we used to get. Oh, Those the, were great. Dude, the Glutino pretzels Glutino might be, pretzels. I'd put them on, on, I'd put them right next to a regular pretzel and be like, I don't <laughs> totally. know, I think Glutino is really good. Uh, I don't think, I think the regular pretzels get the slight edge. Yeah, but yeah. or like that, um... Like that sorghum like flavor. It's yeah, like a right. different type of flour. It has yeah. that like aftertaste. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but the chocolate covered ones are really good. Glutino. But then, you know, when it became popular, it was like, okay, I could get better snacks and like I could yeah. get options at restaurants. Sometimes. But then people started treating you like a oh, fucking come idiot. On. Yeah, I hated that. I was <laughs> like, I know, I don't want to be that girl or whatever, yeah. but I'm Because to really be allergic. fair, like half of the people who were doing that were fucking idiots. Yeah. We're fucking idiots who Again, eating disorder chicken or egg, who sort yeah, of right. like wanted to restrict what they were able to eat, yeah. especially out in front of others. Like, not saying that they didn't genuinely think that they were, if that if you're following that, yeah, I think of that they did. But it's just like this great way to be restricted in what you can consume. Like, oh, mm-hmm. there's a bunch of cookies on the table. It's like I'm not just not gonna have it because I, and like people are like, why don't you just have a cookie? Like it's a great excuse, you know? Yeah, it's not like, yeah. oh, I just don't feel like it. Pe- I don't know, people might say something weird or be like, oh, come on, just have a fucking cookie. Yeah. But if you're like, I'm allergic to it, then people are like, okay, whatever. But we, I, people pretty quickly figured out that this whole gluten allergy thing was a little a little, a little sketchy. Much. Yeah. But the, the irony is like the, the gluten-free, they want to be able to eat like croissants and pretzels and bread and stuff like that. But the gluten-free stuff is actually more densely caloric and like packed with sugar yeah, and stuff like really, that. Yeah, it's really, oh, so backwards and dangerous. Yeah. I remember it was such a huge victory when you were just able to eat like a pizza for the oh, first time. yeah. I remember Damn. that. That was such a great day. Yeah. And then we haven't looked back no, and you're fine. No, haven't looked back. No. Yeah. I like just had to heal my gut, dude. I had to just take a bunch of probibes. Yeah. And, you know, cultures and apple cider. And I just like did what I could. And then eventually I was able. But the thing is, it's like. And we started with sourdough, to be fair. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Which is like, it's fermented. So it's got like good bacteria in it. And it's like not too, not too difficult for your gut to digest. Mm -hmm. Even if you have like issues with gluten and stuff like that. Um, Which we learned from watching Michael Pollan. Yeah. Who shout out to Michael Pollan? What a great writer! Um, His book, The Omnivore's Dilemma, and then Cooked, and then uh, you you started reading one recently called what was it? Uh, How to Change Your Mind. How to Change Your Mind. It's about psychedelics. Mm -hmm. Hell yes. Um, 
we figured out that you could probably eat like sourdough stuff, things that were fermented. But it was also at the same time where you started to like really like your your mental health like skyrocketed. Totally. Like you started they go hand in hand. Yeah. You started figuring out your life in a much more constructed, organized type of way and mm-hmm. like having a like a real, you know, real respectable like organized approach to it. Or like a desire to have good mental health. Yeah. Instead exactly. of just like this is the way it is. And I got to be tough. I got to, Yeah, I got to be tough and miserable yeah. or else I'll never survive. <laughs> yeah. Or like I'm sad I all have the to time suffer and that's for my actually art, good. which yeah. is so stupid. Yeah. Oh, so dumb. That's so the juvenile. worst one of all. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. And, and so your mind and your gut are so intimately connected. They're like, you can't, if you have poor gut health, it's likely that you'll have poor mental health and, and vice versa. You can make your gut fuck up. By having shitty mental health. Yeah, it's insane. It's wild. Yeah. Anyway, you've come a long way, and you're very beautiful. Thank you. You're welcome. Ah. So I was catering at the Brooklyn Botanical Garden. Gardens. Garden. The Tamadol other day, yeah. and I was catering a wedding, as I do, and this kid who was born and raised in New York was um, chatting me up, and mm-hmm. he was like, I told him about our podcast, and he was like, oh, I heard that, like, isn't it the thing that people say that like America is the world's Florida? <laughs> and I was like, yes, sir, it mm-hmm, is. Mm-hmm. Great take. I'd say that Australia is the world's Florida. We've said that several times. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Things are, it's a little more, a little, just a little bit more wet and wild down there. Mm-hmm. Except for we still have guns. They got rid of all their guns. They did. Yeah, there was a big yeah. mass shooting there, and so they made it illegal like the next day. But America has not done that. No, we cannot be curbed. We can't be stopped. Ironically, I just thought that I'd point it out. Now that you are eating like regular amounts of food, and like you eat like carbohydrates and stuff, you just eat whatever you want, whenever you want. You've never looked better. I know, isn't that crazy? And you're a fucking like bikini model. Like bikini companies are reaching out to you, going like, "We want." you'd have posed in our shit on Instagram. Like, when you were anorexic, could you ever imagine that happening? No. No. I know. And from eating literally whatever I want. Yeah. Shout out to the book Intuitive Eating, though. Oh, great book. Yeah. Yes. Recommend. Highly, highly recommend that. But that really helped me. That was sort of the final... the final nail in the coffin, but in a good way. Yeah. What what could the phrase be? Um, The nail out of the coffin, you know? (laughs) The last nail. The reverse drill. Punching the last nail out of the coffin that you've been buried alive in. Yeah, that's what I mean to say. Um, (laughs) That really helped me get over everything, like, kind of finally for real. Yep. Um, And yeah, I've never felt better and I've never looked better. I mean, genuinely. And I don't obsess over anything. Big ups, babe. High five. A bikini influencer now who gets free bikinis in the mail. What? That is so cool. (laughs) All right. Do you want me to do We're all going to make it. Yes. Do your Florida woman. Florida woman. (laughs) Okay. This is from the Daily Mail. Florida woman, 21, choked her boyfriend and squeezed his genitals until they bled. What? No. After he saw text messages on her phone revealing date with old friend. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, I'm wait, sorry. wait, 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 wait. I know. Because when wait, I first wait, read this wait, to wait, myself to decide to do it, I thought he went on a date with an old friend. That's why she squeezed his genitals. No, no, no. Let me repeat this. Florida woman 21 uh-huh. choked her boyfriend and squeezed his genitals until they bled after he saw 
text messages on her phone revealing date with old friend. This trifling bitch out here having dates behind this guy's back. Mm-hmm. And then when he notices, all he had to do was look at her, her phone and she comes barreling into the room, squeezing his balls as hard as she can. Yeah. This is horrendous. Yeah. Her she name drew is, blood? She drew blood. Oh, my God. Katie Lee Pitchford. And, Bitchford? <laughs> and they had been dating for three years, and they were living together in Indian Harbor Beach, Florida. I'm going to read the copy here. A Florida woman has been arrested for squeezing her boyfriend's genitals until they bled during a heated argument, cops say. Katie Lee Bitchford, 21, was arrested on June 4th after cops responded to reports of an assault in a home on in Indian Harbor Beach, about 70 miles from Orlando. A man called police at 3.47 a.m. Anytime someone calls police Dude. at 3.47. Oh, 3.47 is... The ball-squeezing hour. It is the ball-squeezing hour. Actually, when I was a kid, because mm-hmm. I was raised religious, mm-hmm. um, I had this like thing. Okay, I saw once the movie Stigmata, Stigmata. and they had this thing where like, 315, I guess, is when Jesus was supposedly crucified. PM was like when he died. Ugh, like middle so of the stupid. afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. So like 315 AM is like Satan's time because it's like reverse, like cross reverse. So if I ever That's woke so up, funny. like I tended to wake up around 315. And so it would like freak me out that I would like wake up a lot at that exact oh, time. Oh, no, you'd be white knuckling your yes, bed sheets. Uh, and I would have to go pee and I'm not going to piss my bed. So, so I got to get up. You had to get up and Satan was Satan, watching you the whole time. Step around him. Yeah. Anyway. Step around him. Do you ever see? Did you ever see anything? Yes, of course. In your haunted house, probably. Yes. Yeah. Did you see like men? Yes. What did you see? What did the man look Satan. like? Satan. He looked like Satan? <laughs> yes. Well, you said in an earlier episode, as an adult, you saw Satan when you were tripping on too much melatonin, and he looked like an old Southern gentleman. Yeah, that's true. So what did Satan look like when you were a little kid? Um, Just a, a shadowy man with like a long face. I don't know. Just like a... God damn. Just like a dark figure, hovery, sort of like, almost like hunched over. Oh, that's terrible. It was awful. And he just watched you take a piss every night at 3.15. Yeah. Fuck you, Satan. I know. She's way too young for that. Get Tom. out of here. I know. What a fucking pedophile. Pedophile creep. Okay, so... um. Jesus would never. 3.47 a.m. saying his live-in girlfriend, who he's been dating for nearly three years, assaulted him after she became, quote, enraged during an argument, according to the police report. When cops arrived on the scene, the victim was he's found with just his a face. Friend. Oh, shit. His face was bloodied and bruising. Oh, my God. She beat the... She, she, she amber herded him. Yes, she did. She amber heard this fucking guy. I'm very anti-amber herd. Me, too. Yeah. She's a bed shitter. You know that? What? She shit in Johnny Depp's bed. Why? Took a poop on it because she was mad at him. She severed his finger too. She threw a vodka bottle at him, sliced the tip of his finger clean off. Clean off? Yeah. She punched him in the face. All kinds of crazy shit. She's no good. And then she cried me too on him. I know. It was so stupid. I know. Oh, what a bitch. Terrible. She's best friends with James Franco. Surprise, surprise. Whoa. Yeah, birds of a feather, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, in the arrest report, Pitchford claimed that they got into a fight because she wanted to go on a date with an old friend. She's He's just a friend, babe. Oh, my God, that is so annoying. Just give me your balls. Oof. I'm going to prove he's just a friend. Give me, here, give me your balls. Do you want to see her mugshot? <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, she's hot. She's like a vixen. Yeah. Oh, she. I was expecting like a middle-aged, like you know, white trash kind of lady. No, she's like a. Uh, she's like a bikini lady. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know how to describe her. Yeah, a bikini. She's like lady. a yeah, like a like a hot young girl with her makeup done well. Mm-hmm. But like, she looks kind of goth in this picture. Yeah, yeah. She looks like a. She's really penciling in those eyebrows. It's yeah. like an Instagram brow, or it's it, just like a, a touch too much, and like. That like fierce curve, almost like the Wicked Witch in um, Snow White. Yeah, kind she's of, got like, a very Angelina severe Jolie kind of look. Yeah, yeah, she's like pale, but she has this like long flowing brown hair. And yeah, she's just like, oh, she's a bikini dude. babe. Whoa. I know. Yeah, so she just fucking snapped. She had hot girl rage. Hot girl rage. Fucking hot girl rage and just grabbed this guy's balls as hard as she could with a vice grip. This is terrible. Um, She's a hairstylist, it says. She's a hairstylist. Mm-hmm. So, like, what would that feel like, I guess? I have to ask. I mean, I know men always go, oh, no. <laughs> what do we do? Oh, I hurt so bad, my balls. But, um, <laughs> but like, what what would that be that like? That was an if someone... ungenerous <laughs> interpretation. If someone squeezed your balls so hard that they bled. Well, just think about it. It's like, what if somebody, like, took your clit and just squeezed it really, really hard? Oh, yeah, uh... it's like, it's, it's just a super sensitive area. And, um, like, everything around there is, like, really sensitive to the point where, like, if, you know, if, like, somebody touches it and you weren't expecting it, you go, like, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So, it's just, everything's heightened down there. So, it's Mm. it's pain. It's just pure pain. And I imagine she's squeezing it like that. She's probably got some nail action going on. So, it's like that hot, sharp, like, electric pain of, like you know, getting scratched or cut. Mm-hmm. But also there's this sort of undescribable thing that happens when anything goes wrong with your with your balls. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is what guys all like instinctively know and react to. It like the pain like spreads up to your your stomach area, like mm. to your to your lower belly. And it just feels like sort of like the feeling of like when you're on a roller coaster and you're going over the top of it, it feels like that times like a hundred, mm-hmm. like you're oh, like lurching forward and it feels like you're sick to your stomach, but it just like radiates and grows in intensities. And I think, I I mean, you got to imagine that's just the body's natural reaction. Like that's an evolved reaction. Because oh, yeah. that's your, that's your offspring, right? Yeah, there, exactly. You know? So you like your body's that. like, exactly. It evolved a response that was like, don't ever let anybody do this again. Yeah. Like the most painful thing that you could imagine. And it's just that, that feeling of like sickness and like, Ooh, like swelling. Like nausea kind of. Kind of. Yeah. But just combined with this like intense radiating pain and the feeling of like lurching forward. I think that's a pretty good description. Anger, man, you can take it. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, really, kidding. though, really, though, that is a thing. No, nah, it's a problematic thing to you, say, I get that. Yeah, nah, I mean, I don't know, to a certain degree, yeah, okay, get a kick in the nuts and fucking walk it off, you know, and you'll you'll be okay. You see, because um, you will, you'll be okay, unless, you know, every once in a while you see, like, a baseball player get beamed in the nuts, oh. or, like, you know, God forbid, take a ball off of the bat mm-hmm. straight to the junk. Oh. Yeah, it's bad, bad news. And they don't recover for what? A few days. Oh man, like, like you you're talking about like rupturing your testicles. Yeah. So you're talking about like exploded ball sack at that point. And that so so now half your sperm like making abilities are over. Like I'm just thinking long term. I don't guys. know if you bust a grape. Yeah. If you 
<laughs> yeah, what, what happens to your fertility? If you explode one of your testicles. Mm-hmm. And what happens to your ability to make semen just from a pleasure standpoint, I guess. <laughs> well, Less the long term. So from my understanding, uh, listeners, I hope you're enjoying this conversation. Uh, from my understanding, semen is a different thing than sperm. Like the mm. sperm is inside the semen. It's oh, like the I delivery see, method. Right, and that's okay, made by okay. your prostate. Right. Different organ. Um, but the sperm comes from your testicles and then all together it goes like that. Got it. Out your junk. Like that? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Do you want to give me your Florida man? Yeah, I do. Speaking of which, okay, Florida man shoots at fire rescue from inside burning home. (gasps) (laughs) This is this is a good Florida man. In okay, Orlando. This is from Valdosta Today. dot com. Orlando, Florida, at around four thirty a.m., Osceola County Fire Rescue and responded to concerning calls. I think they meant fire and rescue. This is, this is you got to get a you got to get a proofreader. You got to get a fact yeah, This checker. guy was up too early in the morning. It was 4:30. <laughs> fire and rescue responded to concerning calls reporting a house fire and gunshots according to the Orlando Sentinel. On the scene, deputies found a neighbor across the street from the burning home who was suffering from gunshot wounds. More shots began to come from the burning house as firefighters tried to put out the fire. So the guy's inside the burning house, it's crumbling around him, smoke everywhere, flames, and he's shooting at the firefighters who are trying to rescue him. But he was also shooting at pedestrians? See, what I don't understand, and it doesn't really explain it, is he could have just been shooting randomly, you know what I mean? And that the gunshots wound up going through the glass and hitting somebody across the street. It doesn't seem like he was in a shootout. It just seems like his house was on fire and he was just shooting at anybody he could see outside the window. Wow. Yeah. So the shooter was able to hit one emergency vehicle. So the EMTs are like, fuck. But no crew members were harmed. Once the fire was put out, then the SWAT team was able to enter the home and find the lone shooter dead. It's unclear how the man died. Mm. Police have yet to release the identity of the shooter. I bet you he probably asphyxiated from smoke. Yeah. Fucking should have relaxed a little bit. Let the firefighters get in there. Who knows, man? I mean, okay, what do you think? I think he said it on purpose. 4.30 a.m. Yeah. um, Disorganized behavior involving guns around Orlando. Meth. Yeah. To me. Yeah. Cooking or smoking and then something catches on fire and he goes, he's manic as hell. Paranoid. Paranoid, picks up a gun, starts shooting at anyone who he imagines set his house on fire including the firefighters themselves. Right, right. And then eventually goes, and like disgracefully dies from, you know, choking on too much smoke yeah. that he caused himself. That's my guess. Okay. It I doesn't think it's get either into details. that or it's that he was trying to commit suicide in Could a be. strange way by setting his whole house on fire. Yeah. And wanted <laughs> yeah. to die in the burning house. See, that's... And so he was shooting at firefighters to allow himself more time yeah. to die in the house no. by Don't rescue me! Yeah. <laughs> Fucking asshole, those guys. Those guys. They're just at work. You don't I have know. to shoot at them, motherfucker. And then just shoot yourself in the head if you're trying to commit suicide. 
I know. But that's the thing. Men do commit suicide in very, like, messy ways. Yes. You know what I mean? That involve the potential danger of other people. Right. Exactly. Exactly. A lot of taxpayer dollars. Right. Right. Exactly. And a lot of cleanup. We were watching a film at the Sarasota Film Festival when we were there. It's called Calendar Girls. Right. It's really great. It's going to a lot of other festivals. I think Mm -hmm. it premiered at Sundance. Yeah, it did. It was a good film. It was about retirees who, like, have a, a dance troupe. Mm-hmm. And they go around the state of Florida and they're like aging ladies who have this great little community and they dance for people. They yeah. put on shows. Make their little costumes, do their makeup. It yeah. takes place in like Fort Myers, Cape Coral area. There's one little scene where they were getting together after hours and having a drink at this lady's house and they start talking about what was the impetus? Um, If they like, uh, it was aging and like if they were diagnosed with uh, like incurable pain. Yeah, disease. right. They just fucking pop some pills and off themselves mm-hmm. yeah but the conversation like escalated and it was yeah. it was a great scene and basically they were they were telling us telling each other mm-hmm. the ways in which they would kill themselves you know and then like working those out like well like you'd have to think about that and just these these really regular suburban old ladies like plain facedly like totally off the cuff just admitting all of these really intricate ways that they've thought about killing themselves and being like, not that I would, but like, okay, if I would, <laughs> like yeah, they had exactly. already processed all Wrap of this. Wrap myself in a shower curtain. That was one of them. And then blow my brains out. Yeah. So that the, the, the mess stays curtain. in the shower. Yeah, you can exactly. just take the body out and hose down the yeah. shower. And like she would leave a note so that no one would go in the shower so that no one would see her like dead. No one yeah, would see her right, mess. right, right, right. Or, you know, um, the car thing. Like, just, yeah, you know, for me, being in the... that's how you got to do it. Yeah, that's you know. how I would do it too. Yeah, just fucking like run the car and just fall asleep and then don't wake up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's humane. Like the best. That's humane. Um, fucking razor blades and shit. Oh, no, no, that's, no, no, that's crazy. But it was funny. Um, Jumping off a bridge? They hell did, no. Dude. Hell, oh, never. No way. Are you kidding me? Get me to do that. Um, there is this horrible statistic that mm-hmm. I've read about that like there's a it was this organization started by a survivor of suicide off the Golden Gate Bridge. Oh, I've heard about this. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And it's like it's a group of survivors and obviously it's very small because your yeah. percentage of surviving jumping off the Golden Gate Bridge and surviving is so small. Yeah. Um, they all were like right after i jumped the second the that i jumped the second i jumped i was like no no no, no oh, i regret no, no. this i regret this i regret this yeah yeah exactly so is it that oh shit i shouldn't have fucking done that every person that jumps off a bridge is it bridge yeah. specific has that feeling yeah is that feeling biological just gonna kick in whether you're ill and really do want to die I or not i think probably yeah or is it that the people who survive are the only ones that have that and that's why they survive great question um, I think it's just when you jump off a bridge, it's extremely scary and horrifying. Yeah. So yeah. your brain immediately goes, oh, fuck, I wish I didn't do this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they were, they, these old ladies were saying like uh, that men just tend to commit suicide just fucking Willy nilly. Yeah, willy nilly. <laughs> however they fucking feel involving whoever With finds no them. no consideration for anyone else. Getting yeah. blood on the carpet, being a messy ass little prick. It's true. It is so true. So true. Yeah, men kill themselves by like, you know, setting fire to their house or like, you know, suicide by cop. Oh, <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? God. <laughs> like blowing their head off with a shotgun <laughs> like in the front yard. You know what I mean? God damn it. 
<laughs> yeah, jumping out of buildings onto like crowded sidewalks, stuff like that. Yeah, it's it's pretty inconsiderate. <laughs> it really is. But it's because Selfish men are like, oh, I've got to destroy myself. Yeah, there's a dis- more of a destruction impulse. And yeah. I think the woman's impulse to kill herself is frankly more related to like being a burden so you're still like trying to not be a burden in death you know oh that's sad well it's sad sad. for men too that they're like yeah they're like i've I've got to explode myself Yeah, yeah it's not great not great okay what's your florida fact all right my florida fact is that ron DeSantis signs bill requiring a financial literacy course for graduation i think that's a good thing is that a good thing? I think it is. I think is this the only good thing that Ron DeSantis ever did? Besides playing the Little League World Series? Absolutely, Nathan. This is fucking great. I know. For once. So we had to say it. Wow. Um, it says the governor said the bill will help students get ready for life after high school. Dude, students this is so necessary. Students who enter high school in the 2023-2024 school year will be required to take a financial literacy course in, in order to be able to graduate. That's fucking fantastic. I, I wish I had that. Me too. That is that is so sensical. It's so dumb that they like nobody at any point makes it like it's it never been standardized education to understand how to do your fucking taxes. I know. It's it's insanity. It's unbelievable. Like why isn't that a part of our standard education? Cuz it's not that hard. A high schooler sh- could, like could figure that out, but they don't teach it. You know, that other countries actually, I mean, and like financial literacy doesn't extend only to taxes. It, you know, it includes like investing and like saving and all that other stuff. But it was just, that just got me thinking, like other civilized countries, almost every other civilized country in the world um, does your taxes for you. They already know how much money you owe and they just send you a thing saying like, this is how much you paid us that's so crazy i know only in the united states do we have to do fucking headstands and like sleight of hand and like magic acts and, and homework like, basically and, yeah fucking homework, homework. Yeah. and if you're saying they already Shitty know what it, what we owe them then it's like well we know the answer they do. can you figure it out exactly it's the like, irs ew. fuck you dude the irs literally knows how much you owe them already and they're like, let's see if, if you, you can figure it out. Wrong, then we're gonna come after you. You are gonna put you in jail. Yeah. You're gonna be in timeout. Yeah, that's terrible. It sucks. It sucks. But no, I would love. Um, I mean, listen, a lot can go wrong here in terms of like it's. Ron DeSantis is a mess. And a, yeah, he and definitely a bad, deserves bad to get boy. egged. <laughs> so yeah. um, we'll see how this all pans eggs out. At Ron DeSantis. But I think it sounds. He's a shortstop. He could catch him. Exactly. Um, I would love to learn about taxes. They they said they're going to be covering like um, retirement, which is funny because it's Florida public schools. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, no, those kids are ever going to retire. Yeah, <laughs> apparently budgeting and also like gig economy stuff. <laughs> I know that's <laughs> that weird. I don't want them to be like promoting it, but it is like you know how do you? Well, I mean, it's a lot of people's only option. You know. Well, yeah. You I might mean, as well learn how to fucking navigate it. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's what we do. Yeah. You know. So I'm interested. You know, cool. credit scores. Yeah, like, this is a good why thing. is credit important? Like, you can't get, you can't buy things without it. Yeah. Like, I need to know about all that. I, I um, think it's great. Knowing Florida, though, it could very well be that they standardize the curriculum 
curriculum as in like, this is why Amazon is good. I know. I'm a little worried it's going to be like financial curriculum brought to you by Capital One. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah. I know. But we'll see. For now, I want to say this is kind of a win. I'd love to see how this goes. Yeah, totally. totally. But I think it's a great idea. Let's see. And we'll see. see if it's executed Let's see. Well. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Broken clock, right twice a day. Mm-hmm. All right. Here's my fact. More than 1.6 million homes in Florida are currently sitting vacant. That's 1.6 million homes across the state of Florida where the median home price is $260,000 are sitting empty. Now, that's number six in the United States. It's preceded by Vermont, Maine, Alaska, West Virginia, and Alabama. But Florida is the only one of those states that's going through an incredible boom in housing. Okay, so when, so you, first, we, yeah. when you first mentioned this, what I thought it was, was uh, venture capitalists or just like hedge funds buying up a bunch of real estate as investments or as like money laundering or as like uh, securing their equity, whatever that's called. Right, right. Um, or like an asset. And then mm-hmm. no one actually lives there. It's not for the purpose of living in. It's just an asset for them financially. So I thought you were going to say like the number one states doing that are like California, Texas, yeah, New York, yeah, yeah, and then totally. Florida, whatever. Because mm-hmm. um, that's, you know, that's happening on Billionaire's Row here in yes. New York. Yeah, where totally. They're building these huge skyscrapers yeah, that are residential. Russian billionaires are buying them all up and not living in them. Yeah. But it's Kuwaiti just... Kuwaiti billionaires. Yeah, liquefy their... people, like just buying... You know, yeah, it's like buying modern art. Yeah, you know, and infl- artificially inflating the the value of it so that like your your assets are liquid and therefore not taxable. Exactly. Yeah. But then, see, it's this just is what we should have learned in literacy empty. class. See, this is what we should have learned in public school is how to how to <laughs> avoid being taxed class. on your yeah exactly. <laughs> and maybe DeSantis will be teaching that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, no, the the states that are above Florida are all states that are like pretty like affordable and like maybe well, even have some uh, more affordable. There's pretty much nowhere in the United States that's affordable right now, unfortunately. But they're they're more sparsely populated. Um, Florida is going through an insane construction boom. I know right we now. saw it when we were down there. We sure did. Sarasota, especially. I mean, it's being built up like crazy. It's like a gold rush. There's so the much money down. there. But I mean, cities are expanding outwards too. Mm. There's more and more and more new housing developments and like new, like you know, strip malls being built everywhere. It's just a crazy boom right now. So why are these houses vacant? Um, so basically, it's because they're too fucking expensive. So Lending Tree is this uh, organization that did this study and is uh, ranking all the different states by, you know, vacancy and home price. Uh, what they're saying is that essentially you you would usually think that higher vacancy rates have less expensive homes, you know, because that's basic supply and demand. But that's just not true. In Florida, the houses are too expensive for people to be able to put like down payments on. In fact, the article that I'm looking at right now, um, which is from WFTS Tampa Bay, ABC Action News, um, quotes, this realtor, Laura Bohannon Myers, with EXP Realty, sat down with ABC Action News reporter Michael Paluska to provide the following tips to home buyers: Pay in cash if possible. Um, okay. Put down 40 to 50% of the total price 
to outbid others as your down payment. Yeah. Like, so if you're this. buying a house, the median house is costing like $260,000. That means that in order to outbid the other buyers who are all probably in the same fucking position as you, you're just, the, the advice just boils down to like be richer than other people. Mm -hmm. But what they're saying is that you should be able to put down $130,000 in cash yeah. in order to get a fucking house in Florida where they're all laying vacant. But it's because there's so, as you said, babe, it's not all giant corporations like, uh, what is it, Blackwater, Blackrock? I think Blackrock. I think, yeah, Blackrock was buying up all those houses in mm -hmm. like Idaho and shit. Mm -hmm. It's not just big, you know, corporations like that. It's just that there's an investment, a real estate investment boom in Florida right now. And there's a big housing bubble being pumped up and pumped up. It's almost a little bit like 2008. It's not quite as cut and dry as predatory loans being given to investors to buy property, but it's it's just essentially another housing bubble. So um, here's my question. Wait, sorry. Here's some more tips. Find a great lender and see what your best options are. Okay. Try an emotional appeal to the seller. Oh, weird. Don't ask for repairs, closing costs, or any other concessions from the seller. And otherwise, so just, just you get what you get. Give you the get seller fifty percent of the house as a down payment, and don't fucking ask. And for don't anything. fucking bitch or whine about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much it. So my question is, mm -hmm. does it? It must be somehow more financially beneficial mm -hmm. for the owners of these homes as individuals or as corporations, depending yeah. on the situation, mm -hmm. to or as landlords, I don't know, mm -hmm. to let the house sit vacant and keep the price the mm -hmm. way that it is. Otherwise, they would lower the price in order to get people into the house. Correct, because that's how supply and demand normally works. Yeah. But the thing is, I think a lot of these people don't actually own these homes. They've mm -hmm. been lent money to buy these homes as investment properties, which is why they don't want to sell for less than you what know, they, what they the think for. they're owed. Yeah, okay. exactly. Um, so it's a ch it's a chain of lending and a chain of money that goes all the way back to the bank, which is just pumping up this whole thing right. and getting a shit ton of money out of these people. So these are flippers? Do you think some of them are house flippers? I think they're flippers. I think they're uh, construction companies. Mm -hmm. I think they're uh, people who are buying up homes and uh, doing it. But do you remember when we were in New Orleans and we saw all these people who had come down to buy investment properties in New Orleans? Mm -hmm. it's part of that same trend. Remember, mm -hmm. we met a hostess at a restaurant who was like, I came down here um, because my boyfriend and I bought an investment property. Yeah, yeah, from New York. She was from yeah, New York. from New York. Mm -hmm. So they're banking on people moving down to Florida, which they are in record numbers, mm -hmm. right? Ooh, Ever record. since COVID. Oh, yeah. New Yorkers, people from the North, they're all moving down to Florida to get their little slice of the Floridian dream. Mm -hmm. And they're going to need houses. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, because I heard the housing market is super competitive. I know the rental market is uh -huh. super competitive right now. We were now. looking at apartments in Sarasota that were like New York apartments yeah, for like the New same York goddamn prices. prices. Actually, the um, program coordinator at at the Sarasota Film Festival was like, I actually know someone who moved to New York City. From Florida. From Sarasota because they could get a cheaper deal. Yep, it's uh, fucking nuts down there, so guys. Nuts. Yep, and there's a housing crisis and there is a real estate bubble that's going on and yeah. I 
I can only hope that uh, Ron DeSantis is presiding over it when it pops so that he doesn't become the next president of the United States. I know. Um, Anyhow, that's my fact about Florida. 1.6 million vacant homes sitting, waiting to be occupied, uh, but because they're so prohibitively expensive, they can't be bought. So this reminds me of a book that I'm currently reading called Sunbelt Blues by Andrew Ross. Yes, I can't wait to break this book down on the pod. Yeah, me too. Um, So he focuses mostly on Osceola County, which is... um, north of where the guy burned his house down and shot at the firefighters exactly exactly and um apparently the vhr market which stands for vacation home rental market oh yeah Uh is so big that that there's a lot of vacant homes in in these counties orange county osceola county as well Mm -hmm. that are sitting vacant because they're built to be vacation rental homes yeah not permanently he's like you'll drive through and there's all these, you know, and they're huge because yeah. they're trying to target, you know, out of country or out of state mm-hmm. vacationers that are willing to spend a lot of money. Yeah, totally. Um, and there'll be no mailboxes for miles. Fuck. And that's how you know you're in a that's wild. V- VHR community. Yeah. Like an entire like basically Verbo city. Town, ghost town. Verbo yeah, ghost town. Exactly. Yeah. Fucking nuts. Which is, you know pumping up the rental prices Mm -hmm. um and then you don't have the people that work in those homes clean those homes um are butlers for those homes Mm -hmm. like fix the fire pits in those homes whatever whatever the job um you know they have to live 90 minutes away or whatever because the more of these they build the less room there is to build like anything affordable right and the more the prices go up so it's just now they can't live it's crazy. Yeah, yeah it's they crazy have to go live a county over in a shitty house that mm-hmm. cost them like $300,000. Yeah. You know, I was looking at um, some stuff like on the internet. I was looking at um, something on Reddit. It was a it was like a Zillow listing for a house in Florida. Mm-hmm. It was just like a stupid little ranch home um, that the year previous had also been on the market, but it had jumped up $200,000 in price Wow. in one year. Jesus. Which is how fast this bubble is inflating, right? Yeah. And the only thing that happened was they like put a coat of paint on the outside. You know what I mean? Yeah. $200,000 coat of paint for this wow. like stupid little ranch home. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I can't wait to see what happens with this because it'll reach a breaking point soon. Yeah, as they all do. They yeah. always do. And for some reason, always in Florida, these houses. I know bubbles. it's Florida's like the Sentinel. What is it like? Sentinel chickens. Those are the chickens oh, yeah. at Disney that <laughs> at um, Disney? Yeah. catch the mosquito-borne Tropical illness. Tropical diseases. <laughs> yeah. Yep, that's right. And then that's they right. know that it's a foot. I like that. I love instead of canary in a coal mine, it's Sentinel chicken. Yep, the Disney Sentinel on. chicken. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, yeah, so that's why another reason we why we do this podcast is to look at Florida and process the trends. The fuck's going on oh, down there? Exactly, yeah. because it affects the rest of the country, and mm-hmm. usually what's going on in Florida or the cultural things that are go in the soup. Mm-hmm. Um, that soup will then take in the rest of the world oh, eventually. Yeah. It, it always it always kind of starts with yep. Florida, so. Anyhow, guarantee you we're in a bubble. We'll yeah. be seeing what the fuck happens Absolutely. over these next year, two years, maybe several months. Who fucking knows? Anyway. We're heading we, to the Midwest today. Yes. We're going to Kansas City. We have some press and some interviews That with we're doing for our movie, which is up. The Den Movie. You can find it on Instagram at thedenmovie or on the web at thedenmovie.com. 
it's a, a, a short film that we made that we're making a proof of concept for a feature that we have written and ready to go. We're going to make it. Um, we're just financing right now. So it's we're... a psychological thriller based on true events. Mm-hmm. And we, we'll post news about it yeah, on our course, Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. That we're going to our second film festival with mm-hmm. the, the proof of concept short, which is cool. And, and it's crazy uh, because we'll holla it's... at you when we get to Kansas City. It's crazy because Kelsey Ann's mom and dad live in Sarasota, right? And that was the first one that we got into. And then my folks live in Kansas City, and that's the second one we got into. Um, very kismet. Very bizarre. But I'm glad I don't kismet. have to rent an Airbnb. Oh, me same. fucking too. Yeah, I was exactly. looking at Airbnbs for my bachelorette, which I called off. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I couldn't find anything. I could not find a thing for July. Yeah, I mean, I get July is a crazy month. It's a vacation month, but mm-hmm. like... I usually can find something. I've gone away in July before. I've never had this amount of trouble. I cannot find a thing unless I'm trying to spend $2,000 a night for a fucking boathouse in Rockaway Beach, Queens. I'm like, bro, this is not going to work. Or like above a store, like above a 7-Eleven in Atlantic City, like five blocks from the beach with like a two bedroom and they're trying to charge you like... $800 $800 a night. It's it's ridiculous. Dude. It is absolutely fucking bananas. I don't know what's going on with that. But anyway, enough complaining. <laughs> <laughs> Never enough complaining. That's what we do. We're, we fetch. We're New Yorkers. That's right. All right. Okay. We love you all. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. We'll Give talk us a to you on review. Tuesday. We love you so much. Bye.